Are now listening to the Carl and J Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five star, five diamond chef, J Man. And with me is what you would think is the oldest 40 year old in the world. You know, the guy walks around acting like he's 60, but uh, my co host, Carl. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to another exciting episode. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about. We're, we're, we're back this week. And, you know, we had a. I, I had a very exhaustive weekend. I don't know what your weekend was like. I don't know if you did anything interesting. Um, it's still hot out here. It's still hot as F outside. And so, you know, we're looking up at the sky, waiting for the clouds to bring the moisture again. Yeah. Which is something that we're, we're hoping for. And of course, it's back to school season. If you look on the social medias, you got everybody and their moms posting about their children headed back to school. That one meme is one of my favorite memes where it's like uh, all I see on my Facebook posts now or all I see on my Facebook feed now, it's like a monkey dressed in clothes. Because <laughs> it's kind of like taunting the practice that, you know, everybody's so proud of their kids that they're sending them to school. And, you know, there's these comments like, oh, I cried, you know, and so on. So I, I thought went, you, I thought you were off Facebook for a while. And, uh, well, I got back on because, you know, there was, a, <laughs> there was a huge work event that I was involved with that, you know, a lot of you may have seen. You, you had to on, get special permission to get back medias, on. <laughs> had to send in the paperwork and get it approved. <laughs> But then, you know, so seeing seeing all of that, and so that's kind of what's going on right now is that there's uh, back to school is, is, is a pretty huge thing. And I don't know if you have any nieces or nephews that went back to school or if you were taking pictures of kids dressed up and headed back to school. But that's kind of what is occurring right now. And uh, but we're back with uh Week three, I believe, right? Episode three. Yeah, We're, episode uh, yes and, three. Uh, the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast is proudly pre- presented by Quenvio Malaw, PLLC, our title sponsor. And so big shouts out to our boy, Varen, and shouts out to all the folks there that work in the law office there. But uh, another kind of a housekeeping note is that we got a raffle going on. And so last week we had AJ on with uh, on the podcast and she was sharing some information with you all about the raffle and so I'd like to give a big shout out to AJ for all the hard work that she's done in putting that together in addition to that I also like to give a big shout out to all of the folks so far that have donated to our raffle and so big shouts out to Pesh Love Creations which I believe is a company that's owned by one of my former um, college college students or one person that I went to college with. And so, so big shouts out to her, to Christy, uh, to the Reds famous wife, strong ones, Ho Hongvit. big shouts out to Superman Tukbu and my sister Sonwai. Big shout out to, and I apologize because I will mispronounce this, Vo He Heavy Creations. I don't know if that's Hopi or a non-Hopi group, but big shots out to you. Thank you. Triple Triple Jeopardy Productions, Hoshboi Creations, 
and your favorite Hopi artist, Dwayne Koyawina. So big shouts out to all of those folks. And then also to big shout out to Deloria Lamoaima, who is also another donor. And then, you know, there's other items too that we have. And so, you know, once we get those processed, then we'll give you a shout out. But that's going on right now. And I believe that's going on until October. And so you have plenty of time to buy raffle tickets. And uh, between that time, I'm sure we'll probably get a whole lot more of uh, raffle prizes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, last week we were talking about the Hopi Survival Kit. And uh, that actually, I did, I actually did read the book. And, I, 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 and uh, <laughs> that's funny you say that because uh, in a lot of you probably didn't see it, but uh, they're where, where I work at, you know, we have a, a new person there and they're familiar with the podcast and you come to the office, you come to yeah, my office yeah. every so often and, you know, just to bullshit and kind of disrupt uh, everybody else by, you know, kind of doing what it is that you do. And yeah. then uh, we were there, we were eating lunch and we were having a conversation. And we were talking about last week's episode because we were still arguing about it. I think we argued about that topic for about a week and a half. But we were talking about our argument with the other workers that were there in the office. And then the topic came up and it said, you know, well, what's more believable that me, J-Man, actually learned a majority of my Hopi knowledge from a book. Which is highly Or Carl can't read. (laughs) And then, you know, everybody started laughing. And (laughs) and somebody said, oh, why don't you make it a poll? And, you know, we'll ask the people out there which one is more believable. And and so uh, Ada, who is our new office worker, she made a a poll and she shared it on her personal Instagram. And so there actually was a poll out there that you won, by the way, that you won, BT-Dub. And so... It was more believable that you don't know how to read. Because there are only like three people that voted. <laughs> that then over, you know, what it is that you're trying to argue. So. But anyway. It, it's kind um, of funny. Like, I don't know. I thought I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny. <laughs> but anyway, we did have that topic. And we so. Did. We did. And then today's your day. And yeah, Today's exactly. your day. Actually, Week yes. three, today's your day. Because then the paid listeners already know this, a lot of this stuff. Because then, you know, we kind of brought a lot of this information to them before we started recording recording this season, but basically it was kind of this whole topic list that yeah. we brought up in a previous yeah. paid episode to where we shared with the paid listeners that these are some topic ideas that we possibly might talk about in the future. And then in that episode, you know, you had a whole list of suggestions yeah. to talk about. And I kind of laughed because you're always talking crap to me about talking about the same old things over and over again. But then it's like this list that you produce. It's like every single one was talking about either aliens or mythical creatures or some sort of subject related to sci-fi. Because I think those are the better topics. <laughs> and, and, and so we, we kind of like briefly talked about those things during uh, that paid paid. Uh, episode, but because, you know, it's a paid episode, so it's a lot shorter than a normal hour duration. And so, you know, I decided that, you know, why don't I throw Carl a bone and, you know, get some of his ideas on the podcast. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. But in preparation, I did listen to our, um, I think it was Ancient Aliens episode. because The highest rated episode from last season. is highly, highly uh, relatable to what it is that we're talking about. But the topic title that I have for today is the odd mind of old man Anse, and you know which is which is you yeah and because then a lot of these topics that you had really made me laugh and you know I, I have to give kudos to you because I thought that you were really creative 
in your suggestions for this season. And so, you know, one of the suggestions that you had is, is space travel possible? And will we have a Kiva on Mars? Another example are, is, are aliens real? Just look at the Yebache. <laughs> this one really made me laugh was, Bigfoot was a cousin that's gone missing. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So, is it my turn to talk now? <laughs> uh, it depends. It depends. It depends. If this is my episode, you're, you're basically <laughs> to take. It depends. All right, go ahead. Keep on going. But then you know, exploring Carl's mind. Why? And, and well, I guess you know, exploring Carl's mind. But then I thought that this was also relevant to you. Is that? Society as a whole, largely like today in the contemporary, we're talking about aliens. Like when you're on Facebook, when you're on Instagram, you have all these alien memes or you have all these conversations of aliens. And I had no idea what the hell was going on. And I guess, you know, I had to Google search it and, you know, try to figure out why all of society is talking about aliens. But then I guess it's because NASA is doing work as it relates to extraterrestrial. And so I guess people see it as... Well, now they're finally admitting that this is a possibility. And the fact that they're admitting that it's a possibility, does that mean they already know? Which is why they're doing this work. Uh, but then, you know, there was this one meme that I've seen on, on social media that kind of made me laugh. It's like this alien guy. And then he's talking to a normal person and he's like, why aren't you, why aren't you shocked of my existence? And then the other person just like, I just got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> it's like, you know, that's kind of how I feel. It's like you're so stressed out with your own day to day that the fact that, you know, aliens may be real. It's like, oh, that's cool. But I got all this other all this other shit going on. And so that was kind of one of the reasons that I wanted to bring into the conversation. And I don't know if you've seen this chatter online about aliens and the mass public and what their reaction has been to it. Is it my turn? I see a question. Okay, perfect. So last week we were talking about the the uh, Hopi survival book. You're cut off. I'm trying to make this relevant. I'm trying to make this thing relevant right now. So last week we were talking about the Hopi survival book. And in there we're talking about like how the end of the world and how we should be preparing for the end of the world. And so we got to talking about like how... Like Gua and I, we were talking about, or Gua So and I, we were talking just table talk, and we were we were talking about like this. I, I told them about the book, you know, because we, we, we do have the book. We have the the book, the Hopi Survival Kit book, and and Soul read it, of course, Soul read it, and we're it's talking about like how we're not on the path of like righteousness. We're not on the path of like how we're supposed to be. We're not on this path that that Hopi has established in time and memorial. And so when you really think about it, like how how in the how in the world did we think about these different things or these different types of like prophecies or these different types of ways if it wasn't taught to us or if we learned it from something else. So we in one conversation, and this is just a weird, random conversation that uh, Soul, Gua, and I, we do have. And of course, Soul has her conversations with other women. And she was talking to our neighbor. And so she was talking about like how these, how these different aliens that do come here and visit 
are actually the ones that tell us these different prophecies or these different types of ways that we should be living and, and things like that. And so last week we did have that argument about like how how right how right or wrong we we different we we both differ as as like minds of Hopis. And so Gua in a way kind of thought about this this situation and he said that and and plus too my Taha was there you know uh carol he was there and he he said that he was just talking about like and he he said something about like what if masao was an alien like what if masao was some sort of unworldly person or thing that actually was here long long time ago and we as just random people came about him and he's the one who taught us these different things and these you know these are the this is just what conversations that we did have and and it's just so it's so random in a way but it doesn't it doesn't make you think it just makes you kind of query about like oh yeah you know that's that's something kind of to think about in a way because we do watch alien movies we do watch all a, a lot of these different things and we do see aliens as like um either gray men or like these little green green people but if you watch every alien movie every alien movie that's out there they are depicted as human kind of humanoid like where they have two arms two legs a head a torso and it's it's something to where like you know you relate to as as much as like as an alien should be and when you and you know you the and you relate to as monsters as like you know having more than one arm more than one head but then when you relate to as aliens being something different than you then you relate it to something that's sort of like a humanoid creature that you can kind of uh, relate to. So, you know, in that book, in the book that you were talking about, like the 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 you kit, mean the book that I tried to talk about, but you would not allow me to talk about it because you didn't want to. You didn't want to talk about it. You wanted. I, to talk I about tried to things. talk about it. I tried to keep <laughs> us on track, and then Mister Everybody has to know about my childhood because I think my childhood was the greatest. <laughs> Because it is the greatest. Mister, I don't want to grow up and live in this adult world anymore. <laughs> That's why you still believe you're 10 years old and have this fantasy that I'm older than you. When in <laughs> fact, in reality, I'm actually younger than you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But anyway, it, it's, it goes back to how we as Hopi people think about these prophecies and how we prophesize in a way where it's like, these are the types of things. And plus too, like in the story, in like our story that when we did meet Masao and he told us that this is his land, right? Mm -hmm. He said that mm -hmm. this is his land. If you want to live like me, this is what, how I live by, like, you know, just the soya and some seeds. And there was a part of that in that story where he said that if you guys don't do what you guys are told, I will come back and I will take over the land again. Do you watch South Park? No, you don't watch South Park. I'm not a kid. There, there's so South Parks for adults. Adults like South Parks. You are a kid. <laughs> but anyway, back to South Park. Yeah, there's this episode where, like, these world disasters. I believe this yeah. is how the, how the, the story goes. But these world disasters are happening. Yeah, and uh, somehow the boys, the the four main characters, the boys, they learn that planet Earth is just a big reality 
television show yeah. for aliens that live far off. And <laughs> the whole reason why these world disasters are happening is because the Earth's going to get destroyed because the show is going to get canceled. Yeah. And so, like, they're arguing for for their existence. Like, they're trying to prove that, you know, people are good or there's a reason why humans are, are worth allowing to live. Yeah. And so they're trying yeah. to prevent their wor- world from being dis- destroyed. And then, so, you know, you think about some of the most, so even some of the most recent things that have happened, especially out here on Hopi, is that, you know, last week there was this huge storm yeah. that, that hit the reservation. And uh, I, I guess the biggest thing about it, because it didn't hit us. I, no, I, I, we were I, saddened I saw, about that. <laughs> I didn't see anything, but then, you know, it, it, it was a big hailstorm. Yeah. There was this huge hailstorm and, you know, people were taking pictures and they were showing it on social media and you know I saw this picture of a cornfield and it was the craziest sight that you'll ever see because there was corn yeah which insinuates that it's summertime or that it's warm but then there's freaking ice on the ground yeah like cover completely covering the ground like it was such a uh, a backwards thing to see and then you know I think we talked about this or at least we tried to talk about it amidst our arguments over the last two weeks. But, <laughs> you know, this this whole conversation about how the old people are when referring back to prophecy. Yeah. How the old people say that we're going to be planting during the wintertime. Yeah. And then to see some of these images, you know, where there's just ice all over the ground, like it was so crazy. So, you know, maybe that the aliens out there, Masa, is canceling our show. And so, <laughs> you know, hence all of these crazy things are happening. Exactly. And like, you know, how... How in the world did we we think about these different gods like this? What is what is our you know like how like okay so So and Gua told me this is like you know you have to touch it you have to actually feel it you actually have to do it in order to make it real right yeah and that's that's the same way with Masao you know how how did we think about these different things if we don't know how he looked in the first place we had to have known that. This is how he would have looked in a way because there are depictions on how Masao looked like he was a tall person. He was very, very handsome. He's like a handsome person, you know, and they depict him as this person like this. But those are depictions of how like these ancient Hopis have kind of depicted how Masao would look like. Well, it's it's astonishing, Carl, this conversation that we're having because I thought that you were going to be a butthead and throw me in off all kinds of directions and you thought so too and you were canceling me but then you actually put yourself nice neatly and clean into my format and so now i'm like oh wow because because we're actually talking about and you you just cut off my mic thinking that i was going (laughs) to i thought this was relevant i'm telling you all of our podcasts is relevant because look look i swear to god i i am not lying on my format introduction point one a two why is he obsessed with aliens? And we're having this conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. And so, you know, another thing that you're very much interested in or a fan of is that, you know, I guess it kind of ties into aliens, but uh, the movie franchise Star yeah. Wars, because yeah. then a lot of your a lot of your topic suggestions related to Star Wars. And I kind of had this thought to you. I wonder if it's possible yeah. to have a whole conversation about Star Wars. And is there any parallels i guess between the concept of star wars and hopi people or maybe not just hopi people but people here on earth and so we kind of recently me me you and another person in my office we had this real geeked out conversation 
about Star Wars because then, like for me, I I've only gone as far as watching the movies. Yeah, and so I've seen the original trilogy, I've seen the follow up trilogy, and I've seen the most recent stuff. Yeah, and then plus seen you know, all the additional movies. I haven't watched a whole lot of like Disney Plus the the shows. Like I, I think I watched the first season of The Mandalorian. But that's as far as I got. And then there's all these other stuff. There's like Obi-Wan. Like, do you know that these shows are out there? There's like Obi-Wan. And then there's um, a show about some guy that was in the Rogue One movie. Yeah. I don't know what that show's called. Yeah. But there's that show. And then there's a whole cartoon series about the Clone Wars. And so there's just like mass productions of, of all of that stuff related to Star Wars out there. And so, in your beautiful mind, okay, I'll have to massage massage it here and try to keep things going as they are. In your beautiful mind, do you see any correlation between this idea of Star Wars or the story of Star Wars as it relates to our existence? When I was a kid, when I was a kid, we didn't we didn't see Star Wars. Really? Yeah. But I'm going to tell you this story okay. anyway. I have patience now. All right. You earned my good, patience. Good, 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 good. So when I was a kid, we we didn't know that Star Wars existed. Really? Yeah. We, we basically, because I was into Ninja Turtles, Batman at the time. And Ladmo. Ladmo Wallace was still- When, when they first was, came out. Was, was still <laughs> rerun. And so- a lot of the times that we didn't, we didn't think about like the space alien part of it. Yes, you guys we were still grounded. We were as still, far as Earth yeah, we things. were still grounded in a way. We we're still, our mind, our our small minds were like, like this is this is our world. Like you know, the trailer park is our world. We didn't know. Oh, because you any, grew up in two. Yeah, you know, we didn't we didn't know anything other than that. You know, I I, I so used you're to, walking around in green pajamas with your who would you be if you were a Ninja Turtle? <laughs> I would be, uh, You'd be. You would be. I would be Master Splinter. Because <laughs> I know that I'm a Master master Splinter. Isn't there like secondary rate turtles or something like that? That isn't part of the main floor. <laughs> I would be always, always Master Splinter. You would be, you would be the, the giant turtle from the second movie. <laughs> the giant turtle from the second movie? Yeah. Um, the snapping turtle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's who you would be. No, <laughs> but but anyway, before I was rudely interrupted, okay, my apologies. So continue. You know how, how when we were when we were kids, I have to start all over again because I in the nineteen fifties when we were still kids, we we didn't right we didn't Latin have Latin. yeah we didn't have like the Star Wars kind of things because. We didn't, we didn't think of anything like that. We didn't, we didn't have that. Our world was our own. Like, you know, we, I was still into Ninja Turtles. You know, I was still into Batman. I was still into like bowling. We had this bowling set that, that I would set up in like a, a barrel basically. And then bowl in, into and it this was barrel. Really just pop cans. And <laughs> it was an actual bowling set. Like, you know, had one of those tiny basketballs that you had plastic pins. And, you know, those were the things that I, I really enjoyed as a childhood. It wasn't until I got a little bit older is when I got introduced to star Wars, you know, the star Wars game, star Wars, figurines, star Wars, so everything like, like in the seventies, like in when the, you're in your twenties, <laughs> 
like in the, when I was in my, well, actually when I was going to school, like in our, in grade school. That's when you got introduced to it. That's when I got introduced to Star Wars. And so when we were, when we were in, in school, we used to play, we used to play a lot of these, a lot of these different games like this. And one of the games were actually Star Wars games and Star Wars games were, were a game you made up or like a, a game that we made up really? that we would make blasters uh-huh. You know, out of sticks, you can't make these anymore because sticks resemble guns and guns will get you, you know, expelled. Uh-huh. And so in school, we used to make well, these. I don't know, man. They got a whole group of crazy white people out there that <laughs> keep guns relevant in this country. So. Yeah, that's true. But when we, when we were in grade school, we started to, we started to play these different types of games and in one game, we thought about like how these different worldly creatures, of course, we did see the movie at the time, you know, it was still, it was still fresh in the early nineties. Cause it just came out in the seventies. <laughs> Continue. I lost track. <laughs> back when um, I was a kid. Back when I was a kid. <laughs> you lost, you lost me. You're losing me right now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make this thing relevant. Where was I going with this? But anyway, um, when, when we did play these games and when we did have, a, when we had these different types of quarrels and these different types of things, we would, uh, we would form teams. We would form teams in a way where it's like, this is, this is the bad guys. These are the good guys. Basically the same thing as- Stormtroopers. Yeah. Basically the same types of things. And the Rebel Alliance. But when we think- But you want it to be Yoda. But when we, but when you, so you wrap the towel around your shoulders, but when you think about it, when you think about like all of these different, uh, these different games and acted like you're lifting the X-wing out of the bog. And when you're thinking about like all of these games here that we were playing as part of that, we, we, as children, we, as children thought about like how, how relevant this would be in like today's society. And you guys started talking about it and we started talking about it. No, it was, it was only till then I started thinking about like how these games that we, we seen as kids, like how we, how we think about like these different worldly aliens that do exist in our minds and on television and that we don't want to be the creature from Hoth. You know, we don't want to be the creature from there. We want to be Han Solo because he's the one who gets the girl. He gets the girl and he shot first. Right. Yeah. And so. A lot of these different things kind of uh, kind of tie into like Hopi society. Okay. And a lot of these things have have correlation to like one of your favorite books as well too. <laughs> uh, the one that you read which is what is uh what, the Sun Chief. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I thought I thought you were making things up no, but I I do enjoy that book. <laughs> I'm telling you all of my, all of my conversations are relevant. You just have to, you just have to, I'm building a base for you guys. All right. I'm building a foundation so you guys don't get lost. It's Carl's day. Go ahead. Continue. So in your book that, you know, the sun chief, he talks about more, more, more or less about his life, his Mm -hmm. sisters, his, Mm -hmm. his family and Mm -hmm. stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But there was one in one passage in one of his, um, I don't know if you, if you remember one of his passages, I don't know when's the last time you read his book. It's been some time, but I've read it numerous times. Okay. So I'll All right. So like in, in one of his passages, he, he talks about like the sort of like the future of, 
of, of Hopi, mm-hmm. right? He talks about the future of Hopi and he talks about like how we're, how we're going as, as Hopi people and where we're going to end up as, and this is his opinion. His, this is basically his opinion of how we're going to be. And, and one thing that he said that was that all, all of the, all of the times that we do do a lot of these practices as Hopi people, it's not going to be relevant in the future because of the way that we're going and the rate that we're going mm-hmm. as. Mm-hmm. And when you think about like the, the star Wars and stuff like that, and you think about the movies and how we're related to that, there's a lot of, there's a lot of movies about like the Senate. There's a lot about the movies about like the, the correlation between like the Jedi and the, um, the, the different worldly creatures that they encounter and that, in the third movie, in the third movie, one, two, and three, you know, we're- Which third movie? Because it's in the, con- in the prequels. It's in the prequels. prequels. Say, say, say episode three. Okay, episode three in the prequels, you know, where- This is where Anakin, Darth Vader yeah. becomes Darth Vader. In Anakin's point of view, in Anakin's point of view, where he's talking to, um, uh, what was that- uh, Padme? Um, no, 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 no. He's becoming the he's becoming Darth Vader. He's talking to he's the talking Sith to the Lord. he's talking to the Senate. He's talking okay. to the Senator um, Palpatine, and he he talks to him because he has these visions of like how what's the future going to be like, and so these are the types of visions that in your book the sun chief. Mm-hmm. And these are the types of visions Why that you keep calling it my book. I didn't write the book <laughs> because you read the book. I didn't even do the forward on it. Did you know that there was a most recent edition that was released? Well, probably about 10 years ago, but oh, yeah, was he yeah, still alive? One the, no, one of the modern <laughs> Hopi writers out here. Yeah. Did wrote the forward for the book. I have a copy. I have a signed copy. Oh really? Yeah. All right. But anyway, um, back to my, back to my story. Which I kind of forgot what I was going. <laughs> but you know, and I, I guess that's kind of a good correlation because then as, cause you're talking about Anakin, he's talking to Palpatine. Yeah. And there's this scene where Palpatine kind of introduces him to this idea of the dark side of the yeah. force because then well it wasn't a dark side it was more or less like the a different side of a different side there you go but basically from the rebel perspective yeah. or from the jedi perspective it's yeah. the dark side yeah and so because anakin's worried about this premonition that he's having that his the love of his life is going to die yeah and so palpatine reads this and he's trying to use to leverage this yeah to try to introduce this new concept of the force and you know what really that kind of when we're talking about how it correlates to Hopi it's like this idea of Pawakas yeah because then it's like they kind of have that similar mentality yeah that they're trying to strive for outliving how long they're supposed to live by certain means and it's like if you're if you're dialed in to the dark side of the force then you have the abilities to do so and i feel like that when you talk about living a a good hopi life yeah that like a lot of the negatives that would stray a hopi from his path all kind of are similar to this idea of the dark side of the force because then it's like this idea of power that you're going to have power to keep yourself in a position of power because then when you talk about living a good Hopi life that we're supposed to be detached from materialistic things we're supposed to be detached from things like money 
But then when you think about the dark side of the force, I guess that's when it's really all of those things, materialism, the empire, imperialism. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of ties into the the correlation between Hopi, Hopi values and Bahana Je- values. Oh, I thought you were going to say Hopi values and Jedi values. <laughs> and Bahana values. Like and I, Bahana values. And like I said before on the podcast, and you know how Hopi and Bahana will never mix. Their their way of thinking will never mix, even though our our stories or our prophecies state that Bahana is our brother, our older brother, right? Mm-hmm. And that they will soon, he will soon come back as the white brother, basically he'll, coming he'll back, come back as and Kevin it, Costner. And- <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, like it, it's it's so strange in a way that how Hopis have thought about these different premonitions or different types of um or i guess now leonardo dicaprio have you seen that movie that he's in the revenant yeah 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 but so, i don't so think Hopi's, that's a, i don't think that's an indian movie so hopis foresaw like leo and <laughs> kevin costner and that white guy from avatar <laughs> jake sully jake sully yeah where was i going with this <laughs> i don't know we're in a car without a driver so you keep interrupting me, so I'm trying to attribute. But anyway, to the conversation. You're not, and you're not contributing to anything. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm, yeah. But so, anyway, okay. you were talking about Anakin, and he's talking to Palpatine. No, no, no. Uh, we're past that. Okay, we're past that now. So, like I was saying, we we have this straight correlation between like Bahana and and Hopi. Like I was saying before, is that both Hopi and Bahana will never mix. Why do you say that? What what's what's the What's the, what's, what's the difference? Argument? What's the argument? Yeah, like, is, like why why is this impossible? Because you're you're stating that it's an impossibility. It's a correct. very very impossible. So so what's what's the why why? Well, because think about it. How how different values do you think about when you're living out in in um, I guess when you're an urban Indian, right? Oh, I thought you were gonna say when you're living out in Tatooine or. When you're living, when you're an urban Indian, and I know there's a lot of urban Indians out there probably listening right now. Yeah, they all got arrows pointed at you right now. So they love me to death. Or uh, blasters. <laughs> they love me to death. I, I know that. <laughs> I love you guys too. But a lot of these urban Indians, they they're integrated into the Bahana society, right? Mm-hmm. They have capitalism. They have yep. Yep. they have uh, socialism out there. Yep. They have uh, basically uh, consumerism out yep. there. Yep, definitely. That is the thing that kind of... Uh, that's the dark side of the force. That is the dark side or of the force. Or that's the Bahana side of the force. Yeah. When you think about Hopi, it does have to deal with... Uh, we do have some sort of capitalism here. We on do the do reservation. Have, on the reservation. But there's we, a difference when you're talking about contemporary Hopi versus like the actual... Like actual Hopi, Hopi ideals. Yeah. Like the core of what a Hopi is supposed to be. Like what a core of Hopi there, should be. There's a difference. There is a huge difference. Because then there's us and then there's that. Yeah. Like for myself, for myself, I don't say that I'm a real Hopi. I never I, say I, I say that all the time too. <laughs> I'm not no, a- you say that all the time. I, I, I can't let you walk away with that. You say that all the time. Okay. Anyway, continue. All right. If you could prove to me that I, I've said that I before. I have a recording. All right. If you have a recording of that. But I have never said that I was a real Hopi before. In a serious. In a serious, serious conversation. conversation. Yeah. In a serious. You just series. say it to piss me off. I just say it just to taunt you and stuff like that. <laughs> just so I could get a rise out of you. <laughs> 
But no, I, I never said that I'm a real Hopi in a way because yes, I'm integrated into Bahana society. You know, I grew up in the, I grew up in, in the city. I grew up in Tuba City. So you're kind of like Pinocchio. Like. I'm, yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm not a real boy. <laughs> you know, it, when, when we, when we as children, when I was a kid, I never knew that like that Hopi mentality kind of existed you just thought you were you i thought i was just we're just me. all people yeah I, people I, I thought that we were all people and that we just all were related to one another we all go to target we all go to walmart yeah shop yeah it was going to sam's club is a regular thing when yeah you're going to town you know and there i never knew it wasn't until i started when i graduated Goodness, give up squeeze it that's a thing <laughs> it wasn't until i graduated high school is when i started to correlate between behind and Hopi because you started thinking about it and started thinking as about you it were being told certain things yeah and that and that the and Hopi society and Hopi society we have different values we have we it, it's it's black and gray it's black and white black and white it's black and white and there are no gray parts to it no there, grays there are there are, you either are or you aren't yeah exactly and in in Pahana society it's so lenient. It's so lenient in a way. I'm pretty sure, like back back in the long, long time ago, that there were like these rules and regulations on how to be a white man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And how to be, how to be a white man. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, there, there's societal uh, rules I exactly, guess. and like there are rules and how regulations. To behave like a gentleman and how a woman's supposed to act. Yeah. And carry herself. Yeah. And such. Like, like basically the same thing, mm -hmm. but in Hopi society, we have different values like this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that, you know, we can't just bring a Bahana into the Hopi society and say that your values are just important as our values, which kind of is in a way, but yet we see things differently, you know, like, like like one thing that I've always thought about, and this is the thing that I did talk to you about, is like, you know, build a box, right? Build build a box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Build a box. Bahana's going to build a perfect box. Mm -hmm. He's going to measure it. He's going to put... He's going to buy the proper equipment. Yeah, he's going to buy the proper equipment. He's going to buy everything. He has the proper tools. He's going to paint it. He's going to make it fanciful. Yeah. In Hopi society... We, we building a box we're building it out from whatever we find mm -hmm. you know we, we're finding it because we don't have accessibility Budweiser cardboard and <laughs> duct tape and and in the end it, it's still a box but yet there are two different ways of building that box one is doing it by the book one of it's doing by whatever you think that a box should mm -hmm. look like mm -hmm. and that's how Hopi society is is that we as Hopis that it's still a box in a way even though we can still use it as a box it's never going to be um, the white man the box. white man's box right it's never going to be like that and that's the reason why white white people's values and, and Hopi people's values will never mix I, I like this conversation because then I feel like it enhances this comment that I've made multiple times on the podcast about this idea of uh, the Jedi and how it aligns with this idea of Hopi because then when you watch the Star Wars movies it's like there's that theme throughout it's that Jedi are supposed to be like this. This is how they live. This is how they believe. This is how they carry themselves. And a lot of it has to do with living in harmony or in balance with this idea of the Force. And then, like, I guess with Hopi's, our version of the Force 
would be something kind of like nature, I guess. Yeah. Because then, you know, you're supposed to be attuned to the animals. You're supposed to respect the animals. You're supposed to be attuned to the plants. You're supposed to respect the plants. You're supposed to respect the earth. And so it's this idea that, you know, if you have respect for these things, then in turn, they'll support you in your life, whether that's growing or corn growing or when you go hunting that these beings that we're hunting, the deer, the elk, that they can see into our hearts and see that we're a good person. And so that they come and they present themselves to our present themselves to us so that way we can shoot them and bring them back and feed our families in this way. And so it's this it's this connection with the world around us, Hopis and nature. But then the way that the Jedi talk, it's like this connection with Jedis in the Force. Yeah. That yeah. The Force is what gives them their power, gives them the ability to lift things up without touching it and being able to see bullets coming to them before they actually come to them so they can bat it off with their lightsabers. But it's kind of, I guess it's the same idea. But the only way that you can be in connection with the force in real life with nature, Mother Earth, is that you have to live in a certain way. And I guess that's kind of where you're saying that, well, I'm not a real Hopi because I don't live this way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's probably true for a lot of us because then, you know, we tend to choose, um, I don't know, we tend to choose to drive to work. And then help put pollution into to the air rather than walking or running to work or, you know, we choose to wear our pahan, you see. And then rather than dress how a real Hopi dresses or even, you know, things like our basket dances, our kivis, our kivis, we tend to uh, delve into consumerism and we're going to buy all this product. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of it tends to end up in the dump because then we buy too much of it mm-hmm. and then so you know now we're we're straying off the path of the of the what do they call it on star wars the light side or the bright side or the <laughs> the good side and then you know we're without knowing i guess we're so slowly transitioning into the dark side because then we are delving into this but that's you know the part of that conversation that i think really applies to that but i guess you know i because you're saying that hopi and Pahanas don't mix, or at least this idea of a lifestyle, maybe, yeah, that they don't mix because then for like a true, true Hopi, true blue Hopi, at least as far as we know, is that, you know, we are, that they are supposed to live off of what the land provides. Because in my mind, and, you know, nobody ever really told me this, but in my mind, it's this idea of balance. Because then when you live off of what's provided, then in turn, you don't pollute then in turn you don't hurt the earth then in turn you maintain this balance because then there's a respect for you know what's around us but now as a society you know we've gone off so far off that path and this has a big tie into what we talked about last week is that you go so far off this path it's that you know now we're more into into consumerism we're more into greed that these huge corporations now we're overproducing material we're over extracting our natural resources. Mm-hmm. We're displacing not only animals, insects of their natural habitat, but we're doing it to people. Yeah. People are being yeah. displaced as a result of greed and going off. And now, you know, now we're getting ice showers in the middle of the summertime. Yeah. And we're wondering what the hell's going on. 
Although that I said that Bahana and Hopi don't will never mix, there is actually a balance to that as well too. As living as as living as a modern Hopi in Bahana society, that you do you can have that balance. Is where you can, and this is for all the urban Indians uh, out there that. <laughs> That you can have that balance. You can have you can have consumerism. You can have capitalism. You can have socialism out there, and you can have like you know all of these nationalism and and all of these different things that you that Abhanna has has stated, and you can have all of that. But when you when it comes down to being a Hopi, then you can balance that out and saying that I can put this aside for now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then do whatever Hopi things that I can do and relate that just for Hopi. And this goes back to where what you know what uh, Guao used to tell me all the time is that that you can you can have a job, you can you can have a job. You no can make money. You can make money. You can, you can always, buy yourself nice things. Yeah, and no one's going to take that away from you. It mm-hmm. you know. No one's going to ever take that away from you because that will be that will be earned by you. But what you can, what you what you earn, or what you're born with as a as a person or a Hopi, that is something that you have to work at. The reason why you have to work at being such a Hopi is because in today's society we're overrun by the dark force. We're overrun by this the dark side. Yeah, we're overrun by this, you know, Darth Vader and his gang. So, so in my explanation of the force. And how the relationship between the Force and the Jedi compares to the relationship between Hopis. And I guess not just Hopis, but I feel like a lot of Native people have the same mentality. And our relationship with nature, with Mother Earth. Yeah. Then does that mean that the Force is indigenous? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) I think so. I think George Lucas had it right all along. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we we had this we had this interesting conversation though in on the paid episode because then you know you brought up this whole idea of uh, the 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 Star Wars movie that's transcribed in the Navajo language because yeah. because that does yeah. exist. And then you know we were kind of joking around about you know what would that look like or what would that sound like if somebody out there transcribed Star Wars into our Levi. Yeah. And then, you know, in turn, hearing how the movie and those characters communicate with one another, but if they were using Hopiqua instead, <laughs> and then what would that sound like? Because, you know, there, there are like these infamous scenes, right? Like yeah. there, there are these famous scenes. And I think probably one of the most famous scenes is uh, episode five, The Empire Strikes Back, where, yeah. you know, Darth Vader reveals to Luke that, He's his father. What was that other one where Darth Vader's coming in? You know, you're you're part of the you're part of the Rebel Alliance. Take her away. You yeah, know, remember that. Um, kahope, um, kahope, mana. I'm a kami but wig yani. Um, pe aye ve. But then you know, I I think that you know that that's something interesting to to 
kind of converse about. But then, so, you know, you, you brought up Princess Leia. And I think when, you know, when I guess the majority of people talk about Hopis in Star Wars, that's like the biggest example is, is Princess Leia. <laughs> so do you think Princess Leia then is, is a Hopi mana? No. <laughs> Why not? Because uh, the thing that they modeled off of the the hairdo uh-huh. was actually off of like the Spanish uh, warrior maidens. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't actually a Hopi. It wasn't. It was wasn't a Hopi. a Hopi maiden. It was actually a a Spanish uh, warrior maiden. And even in um, in one of the the DVDs, uh, the special DVDs, the you know George Lucas was actually asking about as, being asked about what the why he chose the hairstyle yeah. because he he saw that Leia was not just a princess was not she just was a, a, a warrior she was a warrior in a way like hey it was, yeah, yeah sort of like something like that but it wasn't didn't correlate to any of the native or native kind of designed in a way it was actually because there was a group of women in in mexico that had hairdos like this and they were actually warriors they wore guns they were they talked really tough and you know they were they were the banditos of their of the womanhood and so he saw that as a way of like these are women that are fanciful that they can dress very very pretty in a way and but yet when it comes down to it they'll strap on a gun and you know they'll they'll be like this and so that was his idea in 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 creating Leia as a character And so a lot of the times you see that on Facebook where uh, remember where Princess Leia is like the Hopi hairdo and stuff like that. And I kind of see it. I kind of see in a way, but then when you look at it, Leia doesn't act like a Hopi, you know, she doesn't act like anything like a Hopi woman. You know, she's not out she there. She doesn't grind corn. She doesn't grind corn. She's not out there throwing. She doesn't have questy hands. She doesn't, she's not out there throwing fists, you know, at basketball <laughs> court, you know. You know, she's not wearing basketball shorts all the time. You know, these different things that I don't think George Lucas actually saw. And so. God damn. And so like, these are the different, I don't think that's why George Lucas actually um, copied Hopi, <laughs> Hopi women. So Hopi girls. Uh, she didn't have a Hopi high cross country championship <laughs> sweater on. Yep. 1998 on there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, that, that that's funny. But yeah, I mean, there there is though, you know, because we were talking about this seriously there for a minute. But there is this infatuation with maybe not just Hopis, but Native people in general with Star Wars. And you know, I, I'm maybe it's because we see ourselves as the rebels. Yeah, we see ourselves as the Rebel Alliance and the United States government, or you know, all these corporations that have been raping and pillaging the land. They're the empire. They're the yeah. evil empire, and so we kind of see ourselves in this hero role, especially with this idea of the Force. Because then, you know, I think that probably a lot of people make that correlation with the Force and you know some sort of spiritual power, I guess, so to speak. And then you know just romanticizing it in how it is that we go. But there are, there was. Um, there was a, what do you call it? An exhibit, an exhibit at the Museum of Northern Arizona. And it was like about Star Wars. Yeah. And it was like all of this art, not just Hopis, but a lot of other native tribes that had all these art that related to, uh, related to Star Wars. Yeah. And there was actually this picture that somebody drew that I really liked. It was a picture of Tuba. It was a picture of the old trading post the big structure that's supposed to be built like a Hogan. Yeah. But then it's built with the stone and then they kind of put it in the backdrop. Like it was, um, what is that one place that where 
Luke and Obi-Wan go into in the first movie. Oh, uh, on Tatooine? Yeah, yeah. What is the name of the, 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 the little town that they go into? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Test your Star Wars fandom. I know. But anyway, so so it looks like that place. And then, you know, they got all these little Star Wars creatures walking around. But then it's the Tuba Trading Post <laughs> in the backdrop as Tatooine. And then, you know, there are these other ones, too, where like uh, some of the Navajo artists, they have like a, a, a village of the sand people. Yeah. But instead, there's like hogans and like sheep running around too. <laughs> but then the backdrop is is the sand people where the where the sand people live, and there's just this. So there's just something about Star Wars that us native people really enjoy about it. I guess so. I guess you know I wasn't really a huge Star Wars fan. I, I, I'm st- today I'm still not a huge really? huge Star Wars fan. You know I don't have the figurines. I have a lot of figurines of the Power Rangers still. Really? Yeah, huh. I I used to be into the Power Rangers like crazy. You know, I still have I still have Master Splinter. I still have like uh, you know some of the Ninja Turtles that I found, and it's like oh cool, you know. So I didn't throw these away. Most Isley. Oh, it's okay. the name of the town. That's what it was called. Yeah, Most Isley. Most Isley. Yeah, yeah, and so that's where they meet Han. So and that's where they meet Han. Yeah. Apparently, <coughs> they have a Tuba City trading post there too as well. <laughs> And so like a lot of the, a lot of the things that when we, when we do correlate between Hopi and like the, and like movies itself, we kind of find different things that, oh yeah, this, this kind of has a relationship to like Hopi values or Hopi society in a way. That should be our new bit. It's like at least one episode every season we try to correlate our favorite movies and see how it aligns with Hopi. Uh, the Hopi, the Hopi culture. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can try to do things like Scarface. <laughs> Scarface. Well, I'm pretty sure or, that, uh, or, or showgirls. Nice. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that will correlate with any of the Hopi girls out here. If they're not wearing basketball shorts or throwing down somewhere. Yeah. That's not going to happen. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure that there were more things on your list, but Prin- it is getting time. Princess, so. Princess Leia wasn't willing to fight for her at the, Zaya, at the basket <laughs> deck. So. Well, it's it's coming up to that time now. So um, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we go? No, I, I'd like to applaud you, Carl. I, I thought that this was a good conversation, a good episode. I You had me. You had me at the beginning. I thought that this was going to be a very tough hour, but uh, you made it very enjoyable. I plan to be an ass because like at the end of my format, it says J-Man zones out and tries to annoy Carl, but I didn't need to do that. I don't know why you keep trying to assume that I'm, I'm you know, trying to sabotage, sabotage podcast. this podcast. Everything that I say is relevant. Everything. Well, I, I that is factual. <laughs> We but it, it. it became more of a J-Man episode than a Carl episode. Oh, no, this was definitely a you episode. You talked like like 30 minutes. I only had like 15 minutes of talking <laughs> time. Hey, but those 15 minutes were used up well because <laughs> I actually understood what you were talking about. Everything that I say <laughs> is understandable and relatable. I don't know. I don't understand why why you, you give me such a hard time. Well, I got over 100 of uh, podcast episodes, too, as my proof. To oh, yeah. You're mad. Hey, so. we, did we even hit a hundred podcasts? Yeah, we're well we did. over a hundred episodes. When are we going to hit a 200 we episode? We are well over a hundred episodes. I'd have to double check, but I think because we're doing the paid stuff now, yeah. we're going to get there a lot quicker than we would have normally. Really? Mm-hmm. Are we, are we going to do anything for the 200 episode thing? I think so. I, I think that, you know, maybe we should put a call out to, to the listeners, all of our 
snake guess or sand guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, if, guess. if you guys have gone this far, and, uh, guess. yep, exactly. Those are the beautiful ones. Mm, and then the uh, corn girls, the best Pumpkin corn guess. girls around <clears throat> the best. They Sorry. are, they have the, mm, they have the juiciest, juiciest. <laughs> <laughs> kind of getting sick. I don't know what's going on. Hey, I'm trying to talk about my corn girls, guys. <laughs> Oh, uh, actually, a big shout out. Do you think it'll smell if I throw up in the trash can in here? <laughs> a huge shout out. And I know this is, uh, I, I forgot to give out a shout out to uh, your sister, your sister, Shelly. Why? What did she do? Nothing. She was just being there because she's there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just like her. That's why. I threw up in the trash can, by the way. I, I just like her. That's why. I hope you can smell it. <laughs> But big shout out, big shout out to her. But anyway, if you guys have gone this far, thank you. Thank you again for uh, being a part of this family here and being part of the CJ podcast uh, family here. If you guys want to listen to our paid content, go ahead and subscribe $7.99 a month. And please tell all your friends and family about us because we appreciate you all for listening to Carl and J-Man. Uh, Save the World podcast. If you're not following us on our social media accounts, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all across the boards at Carl and J-Man. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave us a five-star review. If you're listening to this on anything other than Spotify, go ahead and listen to it a second time on Spotify. Spotify is actually sponsoring us. Yeah. I keep forgetting to mention that. They keep sponsoring us. Yeah, they they throw us change. Yeah. That's why I keep forgetting to mention that. But, uh... Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend, Jamie. So long, quack, quack.